Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. As always, there's just a ton of stuff. Of course, the impeachment uh, is going on. John Roberts is, I guess, flexing his muscle from the Supreme Court and uh, blocking people from mentioning the name Eric Sharamella, who's <gasps> the whistleblower. Oh, no. You, you just did that yourself. I, I did. Did yeah, you dump just, that yet, I, No. This, we're, not, we're not going to. We're just going to be rebels. <laughs> just say it. Uh, seriously. I, so you know, ridiculous. it's such a stupid game. It's such a ridiculous game that they're playing. And why is John Roberts playing it? Just ridiculous. He has communicated to senators that he will not read aloud the alleged Ukraine whistleblower's name or otherwise publicly relay questions that might out the official. A move that effectively blocks Senator Rand Paul from asking a question. <laughs> well, what if they call him as a witness? What are you going to do then? What do you... You've got to, if you're if they start this witness situation, yeah, he's the one you must hear from. Needs to be on that list for sure. He has to be one of the people that testify. I mean, that's how this whole thing started, right? <laughs> and you're not going to hear from the main accuser. It's ridiculous. An American. So, uh, in a behind-the-scenes fight, Rand Paul composed questions that violate Robert's edict. According to several Republicans, uh, it's a vintage Rand Paul effort that's annoying fellow Republicans and could come to a head today. It's annoying fellow Republicans? I don't care. Paul, (sighs) who has strongly opposed the impeachment proceedings, has been floating the alleged whistleblower's name in in media interviews for months. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been in many reports. His name is out there. This is ridiculous. Yeah, but we know Adam Schiff never met him, doesn't know who it is. Uh-huh. Doesn't even know who who this guy is, even though he admitted before that that he was in his office and they they discussed this. So <laughs> such lying sacks and uh, John Roberts, he's not he's not the boss of this. You're not the boss of me, John Roberts. <laughs> You're a Supreme Court justice. You don't have any power in the Senate. Now, all he, all he does, he's kind of like the master of ceremonies. You can't, I, I don't know that he can even set rules. That's Mitch McConnell's deal. So I, I don't know how Roberts is getting away with this uh, because this isn't even this isn't even his branch of the government. He's got no power here other than, again, to, uh, you know, to do the official duties of, <clears throat> of being the the uh, the guy who gavels everybody in, <laughs> but he doesn't he doesn't set the agenda. That's Mitch McConnell. So yeah. I don't I don't even know how he's getting away with this. I think they're leaning on that whistleblower protection act. It's asinine. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what see what comes of this. Uh. It's pissing me off, though. <laughs> and they're, go- they're going to insist that John Bolton testify. Uh, it looks like they don't have the votes to stop the witness thing. Yeah. And I, I don't think they should. Yeah. I don't think they should. Because think- if, if John Bolton doesn't testify, we'll never hear the end of it. 
I thought I saw... Well, shoot. I, I don't know. It was one of those uh, alerts I got on my phone in the middle of the night, and now I can't find it. I could have sworn I, I saw something that uh, that said they now have the votes to block. And let me let me let me just. Oh, really? I'm gonna find out for sure here. Uh, it could have been a. It could have been sleepwalking. I don't know. I I don't. You know, I'm kind of convinced now. Uh, we talked about this yesterday on Glenn's show, and it's uh, it's I I think that we'll just never have this resolved if John Bolton doesn't testify. And if John Bolton testifies, you've got to have the whistleblower. You, you have to call the Bidens to testify. You, you get to the bottom of this. Let's let's really do it if you're going to call witnesses. You can't just call Bolton and then, okay, we gave the Democrats everything and they want, now let's wrap it up. They should do this right. And, again, it wipes out all the stuff in the book. If you just get it out right now, and you deal with it, and then you're able to acquit him afterwards, you're able to respond to it all afterwards, well, then you've t- completely taken away his power from releasing this book. Mm. And I don't even know. You know, John Bolton, I, I don't believe he's a bad guy. I just it, I just can't believe how the left is treating him now. Like, he's the be-all and end-all. Oh, they hated him forever. Oh, they hate his They've guts. They hated him forever. <clears throat> and now, all of a sudden, you know... He's a superhero to them. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, there's so many Republican senators um, that aren't um, showing their hand on this uh, vote for or against having witnesses coming up on Friday that yeah. we're expecting a cliffhanger. We don't know how the vote's going to go. Oh. <laughs> okay. But you're right. We either have zero witnesses or we have every witness we want. Right. None of this one-for-one one crap. Right. Ugh. And because of the big deal they're making out of John Bolton, give them John Bolton so we don't have to hear about this forever. They'll make a they'll make a campaign issue out of it. They'll say that he was acquitted wrongfully. They didn't hear the evidence. Uh, they didn't want to get to the truth. Shut up. Just put him on. Who cares? Put him on. Apparently, he was saying something different last August, though. Apparently, he was saying there was no quid pro quid pro quo last August. Was he saying that to a book <clears throat> publisher? No. Okay. No, he was not. <laughs> and uh, as far as quid pro quo, Alan Dershowitz is actually, he's trying to take quid pro quo away from them by saying, yeah, even if it is quid pro quo, so what? That's not illegal. I don't know that that's a good way to go. That's not the, that's not the yeah. best strategy? I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that I mean, that's been happening forever. If there was a quid pro quo, that's that's how business is done in D.C. Yes. Every deal that's made up there is under that umbrella. But you can't say for months and months yeah. there was no quid pro quo and now say, okay, there was quid pro quo, but it doesn't matter because it's not against the law. <laughs> I think that's a really bad way to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's the way he's going. As a matter of law... Uh, does it matter if there was quid pro quo? Is it true that quid pros are often used in foreign policy? And we all know the answer is yes. But they should have, this should have been the thing from the very beginning. And what they should have said is, yes, in the in the national interest, I conditioned it on them uh, revealing the corruption that was going on in our government that we have to root out. Mm-hmm. I said I was going to drain the swamp. This is part of draining the swamp. Absolutely. This is not about the the election. I don't care about Joe Biden. He can't beat me. 
if if that would have been the stance from the beginning, I, I we wouldn't be here now. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be in this position. As always, the As right always. allowed the left to set the narrative. Right. And, and they got on the defensive instead and, of the offensive. And, and the Republicans are constantly having to play catch-up with public opinion. And they already start in the hole because they're dealing with the left-wing left uh, mainstream media. Right. And so then, then you allow the narrative uh, to be set by the left. It's just an uphill battle the whole way. Um, I'm just looking forward to a simpler time in America where we can stop using the phrase quid pro quo. Yeah, I mean, it's tough it, to say. It Let's is, be honest. It's it is not, very tough you gotta, to say. Your brain has to go on pause. You got to yep. be, okay, quid pro, pro quo. quo. You have to say it really slow mm-hmm. and and overemphasize so you sound like a goofball. Yeah, yeah. And see, I, there I, was no uh-huh. quid pro quo. There's no way to sound cool when you're saying quid pro quo. See, I live my life in fifth gear. And mm-hmm. I don't have time to like downshift and pause and think about what I'm going to say. Uh-huh. I want to keep moving forward, you know. Yeah. So yeah, let's uh, let's get this behind us already. And that's why, by the way, the Democrats switched from quid pro quo to bribery, and then they dropped <laughs> that completely. <laughs> they couldn't get people to understand, apparently, to their liking, what quid pro quo is and why it's a problem. And so they said, you know what this is? This is a, this is bribery. Oh, that's one of the things in the- they were bribed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so okay, so that's that's what that's what this is. This is about bribery. And America said, uh, "Are the Kardashians back on yet?" Because <laughs> I don't they, care. They dropped that like a hot potato. Nobody cares. Like no. for for different reasons, this isn't a big deal to anybody but them. Yeah, because <laughs> they hate him so much, they want him gone. So Dershowitz used as an example a president's decision to withhold funding from Israel contingent on them stopping all settlement growth. Or on the flip side of that, withholding funds from the Palestinians until they stop paying terrorists. Yes. Yesterday I had the privilege of attending the rolling out of the peace plan by the President of the United States regarding the Israel-Palestine conflict, and I offered you a hypothetical the other day. What if a Democrat president would be elected and Congress were to authorize much money to either Israel or the Palestinians. The Democrat president were to say, Israel, no, I'm going to withhold this money unless you stop all settlement growth. Or to the Palestinians, I'll withhold the money Congress authorized you uh, unless you stop paying terrorists. And if the president said quid pro quo, if you don't do it, you don't get the money. If you do it, you get the money. There's no one in this chamber that would regard that as any way, in any way unlawful. And he's he's right about that. But he also said even if it's even if it was political and a, and quid pro quo, even if he was doing it for his own election purposes, it's not a problem. So virtually any kind of quid pro quo the president <laughs> wants to do is okay is now Dershowitz's stand. Which I think <sighs> dangerous. You just I mean, you're giving him, you're ceding way too much territory, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But it continues today. The, it's another question answer day. Yay! So <clears throat> that'll be fun. There's much more fun to be had. And then tomorrow is the vote, where they don't know for sure whether or not um, whether or not they're going to get they're going to block the witnesses or go ahead with witnesses. So, if they vote to block witnesses, this thing could be done early next week, I would imagine. If they vote to have witnesses, then they're going to have to vote on how many witnesses. And the mm-hmm. fun just never ends. 
Mm-hmm. And it won't either. I mean, that'll dress. It'll drag on a long time. Yeah, because then you'll have fights over one for one, two for two. Yes. Whoever we want. And, and I'm not, I, I don't play that game. And, and the Republicans don't have to play that game. Don't play the game. Just call who needs to be called and move on. Yeah. Call Bolton. You know, that's the one they're screaming about. Let him have it. I don't care if Bolton testifies. So what? And then, and then call the whistleblower. Yeah. And call the Bidens, both Hunter and Joe. Put them both on the stand and put them both under oath and make them uh, lie under oath if that's <laughs> what they're going to do because that's what they're going to do. The, the bottom line, what we need to get behind us is the phrase quid, quid pro, pro quo. quo. Yes. That's what I mean. we got to move well, on. Well, we've, we've said that <laughs> enough in the last few months to last about a thousand lifetimes. Seriously, I've said that phrase more than 99.99% of the t- of my life that I've said that it was in the last month or two. Oh yeah. I think 100% <laughs> of the time. I don't know that I've ever said yeah. Where is that quid pro quo? Quid I probably used it one time. Uh, pro quo. Didn't know that? what I was talking about, just pulling a fun phrase out of my <laughs> butt when yeah. I had a couple in me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's possible. <laughs> uh plus we've got lots of news on the on the Bidens uh today. Joe is struggling once again. Oh. Every time he opens his mouth, it's like. And then I heard him uh, a clip on Fox uh, where he was talking about how healthy and strong and young he is. Look fat. He's so healthy. <laughs> uh, you know his mind is there, and his is he's he does a lot of working out. Mm. Does he work sure. out like Obama worked out? Because that was fun. Remember uh, that? Oh, you don't remember? Oh, I'm gonna find this. Guys, we have to have Obama working out clip. Somebody, he was in a hotel working out. I don't know that it I remember was that. Quite awkward. Really? Uh-huh. And uh somebody secretly Okay. We'll find that. Cause... Somebody recorded him. Ooh. Uh all right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, here we are in the middle of impeachment and gun confiscation and abortion and open borders talk and you know, you got what's going on in Virginia. I mean, the future of the left is planning for you is not a good one. And they're funded by major corporations like Verizon and AT&T. AT&T not only funds all of all of those efforts, but also uh, Bernie Sanders, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, they contribute greatly to her campaigns when she runs for Congress. Uh, and the leading Democrats, AT&T is in the top 10 donors of all of them, and sometimes top the very top uh, donor in some cases. We don't even realize that we fund the machine trying to destroy our constitution and our country. But that's the case. These big companies constantly partner with the left. But who's partnering with you? Just one company, Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the only one protecting the constitution and our American values with every call you make by donating a portion of your bill to conservative causes. Their plans start as low as $25 a month. They come with unlimited talk, text, and the same reliable nationwide service you get from everybody else. Go to patriotmobile.com slash pat, and when you use the offer code PAT, get a free month of service and a free gift when you open a new line. Or you can just call their U.S.-based customer service team, 877-367-7524. we got to stick together. When it, when it comes to the companies we support and the values uh, that we support. PatriotMobile.com slash Pat. Remember, when you use the offer code Pat, you get a free month of service and a free gift 
when you open that new line. Or call them at 877-367-7524. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Here's our incredible mummy from 3,000 years ago. That's what the guy sounded like. Yeah. Able to recreate his voice. And it's it's that chilling uh that they found him yeah and they found his vocal cords and they they put them all back together <laughs> and and through the miracle of modern technology <laughs> we now know that this three thousand year old priest sounded just like this <laughs> okay and as a couple wow. of padheads pointed out uh became the voice for c and c is it right like the cow sounds just like the c and c thing <laughs> Uh, it also s- happens to sound like a Minecraft villager. Oh, yeah. Daniel right? found this one. Yeah. Uh, listen to this. <laughs> That's close. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. I guess when you walk by the villager, that's what he says, right? Yeah, I bump into him or something. I don't know. Yeah. My hmm. kids are always playing that. I should I should have thought of that. But Daniel, nice job on that. Uh, yeah, but a lot of people are, are recognizing that sound from other places. Yeah, yeah, they are. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Were you, uh, were you also going to stick with the mummy uh, 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 comparison? Because you know, lots and lots of Pat heads are saying that um, it reminds them of Alex Jones crying. Now we have not uh, tested this theory. Um, I'll do that in a few you minutes. You want to do that later? Okay, because yeah, that's going to be on the fly. Because I'd have to, know. I'd have to play the whole thing. Oh yeah. So I'll have kind to kind of buried, edit it down, and uh, and get it right to the crying part. Because yes, See, I know the part you're talking about. Pat you're talking Gray. about the oh, <laughs> so, Pat, Pat's working we'll for you around the clock, folks. Yes, and so uh, we'll try to get that because this is what animates us. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Joe, out on the campaign trail yesterday, this is why this would be so great to have him testify the trial. He's just so bad. Right? So bad. Here he is trying to figure out uh, how to say Ukraine, I guess. <laughs> and and he, he sounds more like <laughs> this. But uh, <laughs> here's what he actually said. That's like just flat out acknowledging. We've been doing everything we can do to keep Biden from being the nominee, and guess what? We tried it in, in Iraq. It's not working. So now we're going to try, I mean, in no. Iran. Excuse no. me. Excuse you. We tried in Ukraine. Okay, thank you. Oh, boy. That's rough, man. We tried it in Iraq. Uh, whoops. Uh, oops, I'm sorry. Iran. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, dang it. Uh, I mean, Afghanistan. No, no. wait. <sighs> Sudan. The Sudan. No. Uh, the People's Republic of Chad. No, I think you're looking for. Ah. I think you're groping for Iceland, <laughs> right? <laughs> Seriously, look. At, I got to see that again. That's amazing. That's embarrassing. That's like just flat out acknowledging we've been doing everything we can do to keep Biden from being the nominee. And guess what? We tried it in in Iraq. It's not working. So now we're going to mm. try. I mean, in Iran. Excuse me. Yeah. We tried in Ukraine. <sighs> Wow, he looks bad. I there. can think of a lot of places Joe Biden needs to be, and the Oval mm. Office ain't one of them. Mm, nope. Uh, needs to be at a doctor's office. Doctor's office. Jeez. Uh, 
The end of a long hallway Ooh-wee. of a linoleum mm-hmm. facility. Uh, or maybe um, behind a prison cell. That's a good place for him. <laughs> Based on enriching his entire family, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll tell you about in a minute, too. But this is kind of interesting because we <clears throat> we found some video of Joe Biden as a kid. This is nothing new. Oh, wow. I mean, Joe's cool. had this situation for a while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Here he is as a little boy. Uh, newly Have uncovered. you ever had a dream that that you um you had <laughs> you 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 could you do mm-hmm. you you want you right. you could do so you okay. you mm-hmm. do you could you you want <laughs> you want him to do you so much you could do anything. <laughs> so that was I mean Joe has wow. struggled over the years. <laughs> yeah. So this isn't a new thing. That's not a new thing. Wow, unearthed video of the future vice president <laughs> of the United States. That's pretty cool. Uh, we should have seen the warning signs back then. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's that's Joe right there. But he was adorable, wasn't he? <laughs> sure. He, he was He was darn cute. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, so that's tough guy Joe, right? <laughs> yeah. Tough guy who's been working out or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love how how he, uh, he threatens, he yep. challenges. I mean, if he's, if he's not challenging... Somebody to a push-up contest or a marathon. Hey, okay, f- hey, fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do some push-ups. See if uh, if you can keep up with me, fatty. Yeah. Hey, let's let's go run a marathon. He's I a, bet you can't run a block, fatso. He is a bully. Yeah. He is. Remember the reporter for CBS last week, and he's like, wow, 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 and he gets in his face and he does a side of his fist into his chest. Yeah. He's a bully. Yeah, and he can't control himself anymore no there may have been a time when he kind of kept that under wraps a little bit i think he's lost that ability as he's gotten older and here's what he said about the priest calling the president out uh, threatening to punch the president now so folks um but you know as much as he's trying to destroy me and my family oh shut shut up i hope i've demonstrated i can take a punch Uh and if i'm one nominee he's going to understand what punches mean I found punches mean. What? Can I just if it nom- so if if you nominate him, uh-huh. he's gonna understand what a punch means. Okay, a couple things there. So are you gonna punch the president of the United States? That's what right now, if the roles were reversed, that's exactly what that would Absolutely. mean. Absolutely. Okay. No question. Uh but for someone who's in such great shape, he sure has got some labored breathing going on. Can we hear that again? <laughs> Listen to this. He's struggling, man. So, folks, um, that sounds like Jeff. But you know, <laughs> as much as he's trying to destroy me and my family, I hope I've demonstrated <laughs> I can take a punch. And if I'm one nominee, he's going to understand what punches mean. And if I'm nominee, he's just mean. Was there a stairwell right behind him? Did he just run up there to to grab the mic at the podium? I don't know, but he is definitely out of breath there. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he did run the marathon with somebody. Maybe he just challenged somebody to a marathon. <laughs> it took and him he up. Just on got it. back, yeah. picked up the mic, and started started in on punching the president. But he's in shape. Yeah, oh yeah, he's, oh yeah. He's in. He's in because he works out. Tip top shape. He works out. And he's whatnot. got the body of like a twenty five year old. That's kind of where we're at now. So yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay, so that could be the president of the United States. How long do you think he would last as president of the United States? I don't know that the guy's got much time left. And he even being said, cognizant. He said on the road a couple of days ago, um, 
I'm looking at uh, he, he's talking about you know qualifications for vice president, and I think he said I'm looking about like eight women. Well, first of all, we know you're looking at more than eight women. <laughs> Joe, you've had more than that uh, sit on your lap, right? Right, uh, and you know, then some of them, their hair when I sniff it smells great, and qualified for the uh, vice presidency. No, and he's talking about um, minority candidates that he's got in mind, but he says, "Look, they need to be young because I'm old." And we're like, "Wow, okay. okay." At least you're admitting that uh, you're not yeah. looking so good right well, now. Well, he's so old and he looks so bad that his campaign was even considering, "Hey, you know what? We should do." is vow that we'll only be a one-term president. That's right. Well, no. Okay, well, wait. Uh, if we're promising we can only do one term, why would people elect us in the first place if, if that's how bad, how badly we're doing? This segment interrupted by Joe Biden's heavy breathing. <laughs> Sad. Wow. Yeah. Well, anyhow. I think he's in trouble. Yep. And, you know, at least... Bernie, who's had a heart attack, right. seems healthier sure. than, well, than Joe Biden. Does. And Barack Obama, you know, he was tip top shaped. Oh, well, that's right? because he worked out. He worked like out this. all the time. Look at the yeah. way he look, worked oh, out. Oh, boy, guy. look at that. Look at that. I mean, he is. This had to be one pound weights. Uh, <laughs> and yet, look at him. Mr. Olympia. Oh, what is that? Yeah. Is that one? Two pounds? I give him two pounds. Two pound weights there. Barack Obama secretly recorded working out. And, and I, I got mixed feelings about that. I don't like a secret camera on the president of the United States. No. But uh, I'm going to make an exception for him. <laughs> That's rough. Anyway. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, 888-933-93. Then, uh, as we look at the, at the Biden family mm-hmm. and how they have benefited from his vice presidency, uh, the Ashley Biden organization just received $166,000 in federal grants while her dad was vice president. A Delaware nonprofit organization received $166,000 about the same time it appointed then-Vice President Joe Biden's daughter as executive director. Well, uh, what a wild coincidence! Huh, I'm sure they were just intending to give that money anyway. And then, you know, Joe just happened to become vice president. In September 2014, the Delaware for just the Delaware Center for Justice was selected for a competitive two-year grant by the U.S. Department of Justice through the some program, which Biden helped steer significant funding to. Well, then, as vice president and senator, <laughs> I mean, the guy. There's just no doubt he has enriched himself and his family so through his positions. Mm-hmm. Ashley Biden, 38 now, had been associate director of the Delaware Center for Justice for about a year at the time. Two months after the grant selection, the nonprofit organization announced that she'd been promoted to executive director. Wow. Mm -hmm. Good for her. Nice. Moving up in the world. Joe Biden was one of the top advocates uh, for the grant while in the Senate and helped steer $1.7 billion to the program as vice president. Mm. The um, it's surely on the up and up. I'm sure there's nothing. that's a coincidence though. <clears throat> yeah, like he doesn't talk business with his son, with no. his only surviving son, right? And, and I'm he sure he, he probably didn't even know she was right. Doesn't talk nonprofit stuff with his <laughs> she daughter. Didn't, he didn't even know she was on the board. Wait, Correct. what? Correct. That's weird. I just steered a, a almost two billion dollars to that program. What a coinky dink, huh? Yeah. Now he does talk about nonprofits with his only surviving son. 
and he does talk about businesses with his <clears> daughter, <throat> Ashley. Right. However, okay. not the other way. The program has faced criticism from justice reform organizations, including the ACLU, which claimed it perpetrated racial disparities, police corruption, over-incarceration, and civil rights abuses. Wow. The National Legal and Policy Center, a government watchdog group, said the timing raised questions about Biden's position as vice president and as an advocate for the program, huh? who had any influence on the selection process. <laughs> okay, but no, he's, I mean, there's never been any question. This is all completely discredited information, all of it. Yeah, it's, it's already it's been all, looked into. Yeah, it's been looked into yeah. and vetted, and they you know, found there's nothing to it. There's no evidence of any kind of wrongdoing. So why don't you just shut up about it? Why don't, what do you want? To, you want to race? Uh, you want to do some push-ups? <laughs> Look fatten. <laughs> uh. This is going to get interesting because it's getting worse, not better for Joe. It's uh, He seems to be more volatile, and he seems to wander in his mind like every time. Yeah, and uh, you know Democrats are going to be voting Monday and then the Tuesday after that. So between now and February 11th, we're going to have a couple states in the books. The Sanders people think they've got this wrapped up. Hmm. They're pretty convinced they're winning. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Tweets here at Pat uh, Unleashed from the Steve 42. I'm the word Justice Roberts. <laughs> the Constitution will not survive. All right, you got, you got to know the Princess Bride to understand that yeah. reference. No, I like it. Uh, constitutional gunslinger. Why do I picture the Republicans at home getting yelled at by their wives to do the dishes and pick up, pick their clothes up off the floor? <laughs> uh, not a pansy M tweets what do you have when you cross a mummy with a villager one really hilarious and awkward Pat Gray Unleashed segment yeah. <laughs> uh, fat lump of goo someone should take that mummy voice and dub it over the top of Schiff every time he talks uh-huh. uh huh Pelosi's tainted accretion disc Come on, guys. You expect Lunchbox Joe to know all these countries on a map with all those lines and stuff? (laughs) How ironic, right? That's a throwback to yesterday. Uh huh. Pelosi's, uh, we did that. Okay. Uh, 888-933-93. We also have uh, this. Yeah, lots of patheads. From Renaud Gagne. Gagne? Gagne? How Gagne. do you say it? Gagne? I say Gagne. Gagne. I don't know. I'm sure he'll correct me on Twitter later when he listens to the podcast. Uh, that Egyptian mummy audio sounds a little like the audio of Alex Jones crying. So many listeners. And so, uh, you know, rising up to that challenge, I thought <laughs> I thought we'd check it out and see. Here, obviously, is the mummy. 3,000-year-old vocal cords. And Alex Jones. <laughs> It's close. It's on. It's close. Point, man. (laughs) 
Alex. That is awesome. Sounds almost the same as a 3,000-year-old mummy. I think we cracked <clears throat> another code. That's what we do on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 888-900-3393. All right. Uh, Continuing with the 2020 uh, news, there's there's a lot of it. I mean, Michael Bloomberg is is pulling closer now. He's kind of skyrocketing in in the polls. He grew his nationwide support another two percentage points in the latest poll. That puts him at 12%, just behind Elizabeth Warren's 14%. So over the last month, he's doubled his first choice support among Democrat primary voters. I mean, wow. You know, he's got that, he's, he's got that huge ad buy where you see his ads all over the place on national television, Mm -hmm. ESPN. um, That's about the only network I watch probably live now. (laughs) Is is he, and that's where I see him all the time. Yeah, on ESPN. So he's he's done a major buy. And if he didn't have name recognition two months ago, he's got it now. Just sure does just by that uh, saturation. As he grows his nationwide vote share, uh, primary voters are seeing him in a more favorable light. Upon mm-hmm. entering the race, <clears throat> his net favorability was just plus five. Now uh, among primary all primary voters, plus four among black voters. In the latest poll, he's at plus 33 and plus 32 with blacks. Wow. That's a huge jump. That yeah. That's a massive increase. Wow. And yet, he is absolutely bizarre. He's so bizarre. This ice cream ad he's doing, I don't even understand it. What are you doing here? This is, this is what we call an unforced error. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, let's show it, and then we'll we'll discuss afterwards. Here's uh, Michael Bloomberg's ice cream ad. Where's my ice cream? Ah, thank you. Mmm, big gay ice cream is the best. Okay, that, I mean... Okay, so... The pandering. Yeah. First of all, have you ever eaten ice cream before? It doesn't even look like he knows how to do it. Right, right. <laughs> it so, looks like he's stabbing a steak or something. <laughs> I don't you know. Wait, you wait for it to melt a little bit so that you can, you know, dig in a little bit there. But wow. um, uh, that that I guess big gay ice cream is a regional thing in New York. Okay. Yeah, they've got three ice cream parlors in New York. It is an actual I've, ice cream. Okay. <clears throat> well, you want to be president of the United States, so maybe you don't make references that are only local to your town. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. And secondly, maybe go for something different than big gay ice cream. Yeah, it's just it's just bizarre pandering. Weird. You're just pandering to gay people for some reason. I guess it, I guess that's what that is. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Mm. Mm. Big gay ice cream is the best. Pfft. He is so awkward. Uh, I am just like you. I'm eating ice cream, oh. and it's gay ice cream. As a bonus, it's big gay ice cream. It's ice cream that gay people made <laughs> for gay people. Is that but I guess some straight people because I'm straight, but I don't. I love gays. I love the gays. The gays are are among my favorite people, and their ice cream is the best. <laughs> really bad. Just uh, you had you had his numbers. He was uh, really shooting up there. Uh, that that just feels like a um, that feels like a big misstep. That feels like uh, a Dukakis popping his head out of a tank moment right there. Sure does. Or John Kerry in the. In the space outfit. 
Uh, I mean, some Twitter people were kind of confused. LOL, great use of $100 million. <laughs> Uh, from uh, Jacobin staff writer Luke Savage, referencing you know the fact that he spent actually two hundred and fifty million dollars so far. Just I mean, absolutely bizarre stuff. And then people talked about how awkward he was trying to trying to spoon out the ice cream. They talk about what a weird pandering choice big gay ice cream is in an in an ad for for president of the United States. Hmm. Hmm. You know that the gay population isn't like 80%, right? <laughs> no, no, you're it's... right. It's more like 95%. Thank you very much. <laughs> Don't I see what you're doing there. Uh-huh. You're trying to minimize the impact. No, I'm, I'm really not. It. Yep. I, it's just a little reminder that it's mm-hmm. probably at most 4% of the population in this country. Four. It, it, some people say two. Um, but I think it's probably more than that now. Let's say it's 10%. You're still, you're still kind of ignoring 90% of the people with an ad like that. Oh, listen 90%. to this. Listen to this. This is, a, uh, this is a story from 2018. And it says, in the U.S., the estimate of the LGBT population has risen to 4.5%. Okay? So that's, that's, the high, that's its high water go. mark. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, however... What okay? If you ask the average American, how what percentage of the population is gay or lesbian? What do you think that people think it is? Fifty percent? Yeah, twenty-four percent. I mean, a lot. But yeah, seriously, we, we why? Because we see it everywhere. Now. We it's everywhere. We think it's it's one in four. Yeah, but it's really uh, one out of twenty at the most. Because we got four point five percent is the highest it's been. Right. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and yet, it, they must be included in every commercial, in every uh, TV series, in every movie. They've got to be the main theme yeah. of everything now. The uh, Star Trek Discovery thing uh, is, have you ever seen Star You're not a big Star Trek fan, are you? No. Star Trek Discovery, uh, I just got uh, CBS On Demand or whatever they call it. Yeah, is it worth it? All access. How much is it? Uh, for the commercial version, six bucks. Okay. Or is it seven? It's six ninety nine. What does it have besides the <clears throat> all their shows? Picard deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you get you get some originals. Oh, oh, time time out. I'm sorry to sidetrack you here, but mm-hmm. I need to know mm-hmm. when you go to the startup screen, because I know Viacom owns CBS <clears throat> and owns the Beavis and Butthead Vault. Is there a Beavis and Butthead section on CBS All Access? I need to know this right now. Don't know. Oh, no. I don't know. I might be subscribing. Go ahead. Continue with your point about, I don't know. Whatever. LGBT so, stats or something. So, yeah, their main <laughs> their main romance on Star Trek uh, Discovery is, is a gay okay. one. And I mean, they emphasize it a lot. And this is why. It is a main emphasis of the show. And this is something that Glenn has said. Um, about um, the the culture, right? Yeah, yes. This is why we have the perception that one out of every four people we encounter is gay yes. because one out of one shows that we watch has a gay character. Right. And, I mean, featured prominently. Huge. I mean, and it used to be that it was okay to say your sexual preference, and my preference, obviously, is hetero. Um, and so do I enjoy what seeing a, a gay romance wow, depicted in front of me? The two men kissing like that? <laughs> because of my sexual preference, 
the answer is no. And I would think it would be that way for most heterosexuals, if not all. I don't know. It's just, it's amazing. And it's a main, main issue. On okay. the, It might be the issue on the show. Mm-hmm. I think that's why there is a Star Trek discovery. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And Rob down the hall um, has confirmed that uh, Beavis and Butthead um, not a part of CBS All Access. It so is not. Okay, they will remain without me as a customer. <clears throat> oh, that's too bad. Yeah, they're, right. They're gonna miss. You. I was almost there with you. Sure I was gonna, gonna, I was gonna give that Star Trek a spin, but yeah, but not no, worth, we're not, not now. It now. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think the second episode of Star Trek Picard happens today. I think it's uh, those drop on Thursdays. Today. Yeah, they drop All on right. Thursdays. Hmm. Yes. Uh, progressive allies of Elizabeth Warren have approached the Democrat National Committee to lobby for an unusual cause, including billionaire Mike Bloomberg in upcoming presidential debates. Hmm. A move described by Politico by a co-founder of the Progressive Change Campaign Committee reflects the desire of liberal activists to pin down the former New York mayor ah. who's avoided verbal combat with his opponents by waging a self-funded campaign that plays by its own rules. They're scared. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and they probably should be. He's got a fortune to spend, and he's spending it. But the entreaty also speaks to progressives' growing unease with Bloomberg's relative success. After spending hundreds of millions of dollars, he's vaulted into double digits in national polls and amassed a giant staff of A-level operatives. Bloomberg has focused his money and manpower on, uh, on President Trump while rarely taking aim at fellow Democrats. At the same time, he's pledged to turn his record-shattering personal spending spigot on whoever emerges as the nominee. His rise is now uh, stirring growing anxieties among some, some of his biggest detractors who, who say that his, you know, his white knight pledges shouldn't insulate him from critics and what they consider a standard vetting process. Well, go ahead and vet him. I mean, you got a pretty good uh, amount of evidence from his uh, being mayor in New York. I mean, the guy sucks. His policies were atrocious. He, he, is, he wants to control our lives. Yeah, he is the definition of a He's awful. progressive. Mm-hmm. But we do know he likes big gay ice cream, too. <clears throat> right. By the way, we just learned that fun fact. Well, it's the best. It is the best. The uh, absolute best, according to Mike. So... You know, now everybody's getting uh, nervous because the guy's got a ton yeah. of money to spend, and he's willing to spend it. And now he is climbing in the polls. He um, is identifying with black voters. Um, yeah, he's going to be a force. That's why I'm, I haven't shut the book on him being um, a player. It'd be interesting to see how Iowa and New Hampshire work out. That's 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 going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously not going to win Iowa. There's no doubt about that. He won't win New Hampshire either, I don't think. But he'll, you know, if he's in the top three, mm-hmm. that probably really strengthens his candidacy. Uh, meanwhile, Elizabeth Warren has a plan now <clears throat> to combat the coronavirus. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. cool. So this is good. Um, she will restore White House leadership on health security um, by designating a senior official to focus solely on the issue. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. She's going to restore American leadership in the international community, Wait. reversing President Trump's assault on the State Department. Wait, what? <laughs> We're going to stop the coronavirus through the State Department? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's going to invest in global health security and rejoin 
global efforts on climate change because this was obviously caused by climate change. You know that, right? Because yeah. it warmed 0. 0.9 degrees, it it sparked this uh, this uh, Chinese pneumonia. That's what happened, huh? Yeah. yeah so yeah. climate change is climate to change. blame for this uh, bat flu. Hmm. Okay. That just makes me ache. Inside. Oh, maybe I, I you can't stand. I it. think that's one of the symptoms. Did you have uh, <laughs> yes. some exotic I, meat from China recently? No, but I I think I got it from just looking at this uh, outline of what Elizabeth Warren is going to do. <laughs> I think it gave me the coronavirus. Oh, uh, yeah. Throw that away. I think I have a fever of 103. Oh, go wash your hands during the break after handling that story. <laughs> that's, that's rough. Uh, so ridiculous. By rejoining the climate change. Treaties. Yep, that'll stop it. That'll, that'll stop, stop it. the coronavirus from spreading. I mean, how stupid is that? Uh, we're going to rejoin the Paris P- the Paris Climate Agreement, yeah. and then that'll that'll Ta-da. stop the virus. That'll do it. What? <laughs> I I don't even understand that. She's oof, she's not not good. <sighs> okay, we showed you the other day. CNN laughing and uh, mocking not just the president, but everybody who supports him, you know, or or boomer rubes who are just absolutely butt stupid because, you know, they voted for Donald Trump and they can't find anything on a map and they can't, they can barely read if they can read at all. Yep. So the Republican uh, National Committee turned that into an ad. Real quick, like. Yeah, this is pretty pretty effective. Yeah. Here it is. Donald Trump couldn't find Ukraine on a map if you had the letter U and a picture of an actual physical crane next to it. He knows that this is, you know, an, an administration defined by ignorance of the world. You can put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. Hmm. And so that's partly him playing to their base. Anyone who supported this president is at best uh, looking the other way on racism. You know, the, the, the credulous boomer rube demo that backs Donald Trump um, that, that wants to think that, that, that Donald Trump's a smart one and they're, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all elitists are dumb. <laughs> Trump always loves the, the low information guy. You elitist with your geography and your maps. Issue of, of racism across the country because that, that's his base. Your math and you're, you're reading. Yeah, you're reading, <laughs> you know. Your geography, no one They think you're a joke. Prove them wrong in November. Wow, that's good. That's good. That's good. Nice to see that my old TV is being featured in a commercial now. But anyhow. Was that it? That, that was my old TV. Yeah. Yeah, a little thing About there. 19 yeah. inches or something. With rabbit ears going on. Yeah, I mean, nice. That's uh, neat to update that. But um, that's very effective. And that Buttigieg quote, I don't remember that at all, where he says, wow. if you support Trump at the very least, uh, the best, the best you're doing is turning the other way on racism. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, and then and Biden calling Trump supporter or uh, racism is uh, the you know they all Trump's feel base. that way. You know they all feel that way. Yeah, wow. And they've they feel it so much that they've actually spoken it out loud. You're calling fifty percent of the American people racist because they voted for Donald Trump. That's unbelievable. And remember, it's really unbelievable. Mitt Romney. What did he say? We're not going to get... Oh, 40. my gosh. He says... Oh, my gosh. 49% or whatever. 44, 47. 47% are going to vote mm-hmm. for us anyhow. 
Wow. And he's right. Yes. And then, <laughs> but yet you but could call half of American voters racist. Racist. Okay. That's, I mean, wow. That's incredible. Mm, I want some big gay ice cream right now. Here it's the best. <laughs> I can't take this, man. <laughs> mm. Isn't there trans ice cream too now? We need, I bet that would be really delicious as well. You know, if you had big gay and trans, maybe you'd do a, like a rainbow flavor. Like a rainbow, yeah, like a, it's like a Neapolitan. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I yeah. like this. Is that what we're going to have during the break here? That's what we're going to have. All right. Yep. Mm. All right, 888-900-3393. And uh, Pat Unleashed uh, on Twitter. Uh, so Bernie International, his internal polls, not his international polls, but his internal <laughs> polls, show that uh, uh, they're set to win big in Iowa. Tell you about that uh, coming up in a few minutes. Also, what's going on in in Israel and the Middle East peace agreement and how the mainstream media is so horrified by this pro-Israel plan. How how could you be so pro-Israel? Tell you about that too, uh, coming up. Is Pat Gray unleashed? Traffic and weather together every nine minutes on the twos, all morning long. Just want to make sure you get there, you know, safely and in one piece in your local area. Yeah, so, you might want to leave a few minutes early this morning. A lot of people ask how we do it, and uh, we don't really divulge that because uh, others would then start to follow. This is such a copycat industry. Yeah. But definitely so. plan ahead if you're coming in from the north side this morning. <laughs> right. Hmm. And, and the southwest side. Really? Yeah. The delays in the usual spots? Oh, yeah, usual spots. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All the way back to that exit. Really? Yeah. Wait. Yeah, so. My goodness. Uh, are, is there, are the side streets available this morning? Yeah, and there's a lot of rubbernecking going on. Wow, see, I hate that. So, People yeah. just think... Nothing attracts a crowd like a crowd. That's right. Hmm. So uh, some some uh, tweets for you from uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, at Pat Unleashed. Uh, Texas Lori D tweets, thanks, guys. Just shot coffee out my nose. Why? From Why? the Alex Jones uh, mummy <gasps> sound. I guess this. That's our bad. I'm not going to be able to stop doing that. I'm just not going. Yeah, Alex Jones. That's the that that Alex Jones is the mummy with like a balloon with the helium leaving at the same time. At me too says, is Alex Jones the three thousand year old mummy reincarnate? Yep. Yep. From spitting duck, no doubt about it. Alex Jones is descended from Egyptian priesthood. <laughs> Bivital bifurcated hamburger. <laughs> I think the mummy voice should be next to win the spoken word Grammy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How do we go about? How do we officially nominate <clears throat> that sound? Martin, look we'll figure it that. out. Yeah. We've got a year to do it. Uh, Sith Rhino tweets, wow, Michael Bloomberg is a regular guy just like me. Maybe next he's going to have a beer with Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> From J-Man. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. A beer. I'm going to get me 
a beer. And they're so natural. Oh, that's man. the problem yeah, with yeah. with. Uh, it's like you just happened to catch it in <laughs> process. Uh, they like they caught them by surprise. Oh, hello! In what are a you natural doing in my moment. kitchen? <laughs> Hold on a sec. I'm gonna get me a beer. Okay. Yeah, well, gonna get her big a beer. Ice cream is the best. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll address the fact that, that this camera just appeared in my uh, kitchen later. Mm-hmm. But uh, as long as you're here, mm-hmm. how about um, I get me a beer. a beer? Oh, look! Here is my husband. This is the- hey, sweetie. Would you like a beer? No, <laughs> I want to die. Actually, from J Man. <laughs> Uh, nothing strikes fear into the hearts of conservatives like someone eating ice cream with an oversized spoon. That's true. That was a big spoon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the problem with social media and modern day campaigning is they're so awkward trying to look, look natural, look, look natural, look normal, look like us. Right. <laughs> no. But they're trying. Uh, you know, you got to give it to them. There. I do agree with uh, an, another uh, uh, Twitter folk there, another Pat head. Who said that maybe, maybe, maybe Michael Bloomberg is the uh, Egyptian mummy with his mmm? See when he did his little ice cream thing. Oh, okay. Let's see that one more time. Let's play see. the ad if you guys. Could. Yeah, the whole thing. Where's my ice cream? Ah, thank you. Mmm. <laughs> Big gay ice cream is the best. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it. I can't get enough of it either. So please continue at will. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's no chance I won't. Uh, Trump has uh, unveiled the Space Force new logo. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it's just it's the Star Trek logo. I was going to say. We just took it from. Is that what you're seeing on the CBS All Access show, Picard? Yes. Yes. We just, I literally ripped it off from the Starfleet Command. Look at that, dude. Come on. I, I mean, I showed that to my wife. She's like, well, that, I think that's kind of cool. It's a pretend thing that we modeled our real thing after. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Seriously, I'm a little un- uneasy with it. You don't like it? Uneasy with. It's I'm glad like we a, have a space force. Yeah. I, I want there to be one, but the logo, uh, taking it from the Federation of Planets, is maybe not the best idea. <laughs> I don't know. Well, when you say it like that, <laughs> okay. Uh. It's a little dorky. Yeah, what, what what should they have done? Maybe just like a... Maybe something new? Maybe a constellation or something like that. Or Yeah. I don't know. Something. Yeah, but you're I mean, right. It's you've a, got a whole bunch of creative minds to use. Um, pretty much, you could have probably commissioned anybody in the country to come up with a logo. Did you have to get Gene Roddenberry's? Come on. That's just <laughs> stupid. That's funny. 888-933-93. Edit Pat Unleashed on Twitter. But the president has done some some great things uh, this week, like the uh, Israeli Mideast peace agreement. That, by the way, uh, gives twice the, the amount of land the Palestinians now have in the West Bank. It doubles the uh, the size of the land that they have access to. It just leaves the settlers alone in the West Bank, but it doubles the land that's available now to the Palestinians. And still, it's the most horrible agreement of all time. The mainstream media is just horrified on behalf of these poor, picked-on Palestinians. Check out the Washington Post's editorial. The U.S. is no longer an actor for peace. Other nations must now pressure Israel. Wow. Uh... And who wrote that editorial? 
Saeed Arakat, who is the Secretary General of the Palestinian Liberation Organization, uh-huh. the PLO wrote the editorial in the Washington Post. Meanwhile, New York Ta- the New York Times ran with this gem by uh, Nathan Thrall. Trump's Mideast peace plan exposes the ugly truth. This isn't a break with the status quo. It's the natural culmination of decades of American policy. You know, so everybody on the left is all pissed off about how bad this is for the Palestinians and that this new agreement favors Israel. Of course it does. Why wouldn't it? I mean, let's just set aside for now any biblical or or religious consideration and, and just look at it pragmatically and geopolitically. Israel is one of, if not our closest allies. You, I guess you could argue Great Britain is a closer ally than Israel. But they're definitely one of the top two closest allies we have in the world. Israel is a democracy. They're a parliamentary democracy. The Palestinians, on the other hand, elected a terrorist organization to lead them. Israel's culture is similar to ours. Their people are friendly toward Americans. The Palestinians hate us. Yeah, and and they're going to reject this plan if, at the end of it, Israel still exists. Yeah, well, yeah. Period. Right. I mean, that's that's the benchmark for them. And keep in mind, these are people who danced in the streets on 9-11. There were Muslims who danced in the streets. It just wasn't in New Jersey. It was in the Palestinian territories where they did actually celebrate and dance in the street, and they handed out candy. Candy, yep. Remember that. From a values and principle standpoint, we have a lot of common ground with Israel. Uh, what do we have in common with the Palestinians? Israel is also a nation that is surrounded by their enemies, over 400 million of them, who hate their guts, who want them dead. As Keith just mentioned, they want, uh, they want the, them to not exist any longer on the face of the earth. It's 400 million to 8 million Israelis. We don't have to guess about what the Arabs or Palestinians want. They want the... They want the country of Israel to be gone. They've made it well known. They've openly, repeatedly, and proudly proclaimed it. They've included it. That desire is in their charters and and their documents. The Palestinians, as well as many Arab nations, teach their children to hate the Jews. We have the TV shows and the the school books to prove it. Over 90% of Palestinians don't believe the state of Israel has the right to exist. 90%. How could, how could Americans or any Western society not side with Israel? Then there's the fact that the Palestinians uh, could have had their own state beginning in 1947 when the UN petitioned Israel and Palestine. It was right there for the taking. It was theirs. All they had to do was settle the land and establish their society. They had their opportunity for a homeland. 73 years ago, they rejected it and instead went to war. The Palestinians and the Arabs joined together to try to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. They did that in 1948, again in 56, 1967. 1973, 1982. And they've launched wave after wave of terrorist attack on them 
uh, ever since. So, again, why would you not? How could you not side with or, or favor Israel? Uh, it's amazing to me that so many people side with the Palestinians who've been trying to eliminate the Israelis from the beginning. <laughs> I'm just, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, we were talking about Bernie's uh, polls in Iowa a few minutes ago. He's also got this uh, amazing okay. Bernie Sanders-inspired perfume. No. Uh, um, some group, yeah. There we go. This gets, gets good weird. It's weird. Running on a beach. Perfume. <laughs> yeah, they have a... Uh, they have a... Uh, Bernie's head... On a perfume bottle. <laughs> oh, look, they're tearing up their medical bills. See that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, this is just a very elaborate um, funny, though. setup here by this group that loves Bernie. And if you go to um, uh, thepeoplesperfume.com, it's basically a. Uh, Introducing Bernay. <laughs> It's an elaborate way to raise money because they have. Uh, you know, That's really funny. I like yeah, it. It's fun. That's the best thing they've ever done. Yeah, that is a scream. <laughs> so if you go to to thepeoplesperfume.com, you 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 can. Oh, like it's it, the way they've got it set up is really fun. Um, it's just like <laughs> oh, did tax on wealth for the top one tenth of the one percent? Discover now, and you click on it, and it's a form to donate. And then they have that with. Different uh, issues like yeah, but how much stuff. is the perfume? That's what I want to know. How much? Is yeah, the I'm not seeing where you can order the perfume. Huh, wow, like, that's and, disappointing. And, and that was a big conversation on Twitter yesterday. Like, what mm-hmm. does it smell like? It smells like mothballs. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother's house uh, had stinkweed outside. Okay, of it, and so her house always smelled like stinkweed. Uh huh. Yeah. So maybe it smells like that. A lot of people were thinking that know. maybe it smells like old fat hippies. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, the people's perfume. And I love, I love Bernie's head on top of the perfume. That uh, that would be a very classy perfume, mm-hmm. right? That would be, uh, I think, really, really desirable for people. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it looks like it's <clears throat> you know either gender. It doesn't or any oh, yeah. gender, I guess, any gender. Sure. Because uh, they had a man in it and uh, two beautiful women, so I guess it's for everybody. It's a, it's a, everyone's perfume. And that seems about right. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We got uh, Stu coming up in a few minutes here. He's going to tell us about his uh, new show. Uh, and also the Nancy Pelosi sucks pen. <laughs> uh, if he, don't let him in this room unless he's bringing us some pens. Okay. Okay. I mean. Right. Yes, I'm a freeloader. They're like. I admit it. 20 bucks, right? I don't care. They're free today for me. Uh, and uh, I'm sure he's planning a Super Bowl trip, probably leaving today, I would imagine, after the show. Sounds about uh, right. I would suspect. Yep. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, don't forget, we've got our YouTube channel up and running now. And a lot of good stuff there and much more coming, uh, much more on the way. And you can download the podcast wherever you get 
your uh, podcasts, whatever format you you like to get, except SoundCloud, please. <laughs> if you if you listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, it doesn't it doesn't count for anything for us. Yeah, and just to go back <clears throat> to the uh, YouTube channel, um, surprise, surprise, YouTube playing games uh, with our URL. It is currently youtube.com slash Pat Gray. So that's what it is right now. Okay? Okay. Just so you know, we'll pin it to the top of uh, the Jeez. Pat so Unleashed they changed the They changed it? Yeah, they made it so that, that Pat Gray Unleashed mm-hmm. and Pat Unleashed no longer worked, but they gave us the option to use Pat Gray. So it's, What? Right now it's Pat Gray. Okay, and again, it's going to be pinned to the top of heaven of the Twitter page. Why do we always have to go through this stuff? Because we're on the right. That's the answer to your question. Yep. They want to make it as difficult as possible to get that thing up and running. Wow. All right. Well, it'll really help us out if you subscribe to that YouTube channel, too. And uh, download the podcast from anywhere other than SoundCloud. Okay, (laughs) please. All right. Uh, Also at Pat Unleashed. We have uh, Mr. Known to Act Bad. Think the trans ice cream uh, idea is great. Make the package look like a certain flavor. Then, when you get all excited for it and get a bite, bam! Not the flavor you were expecting. Keeps it interesting. Sure does. Uh, I think that would, actually. Shall not be infringed, tweets. Uh, Somebody tell Bloomberg if he's going to eat the big gay ice cream, he better learn how to hold the big gay spoon the right way. Elitist map owner, owner. Uh, Pat heads are forever destined to hear the mummy sound in other sounds yep. throughout our daily lives. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Uh. <laughs> From Biden's mummified mumblings, Bernie Cologne, the fascinating scent of sea spray and Ben Gay. <laughs> <laughs> ben Gay is a, yes, that would be great. Yum. That's a delicious smell, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. That's, I prefer Icy Hot. And from a swank think, nothing says sexy like Bernie Sanders. Mm. So, 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 so true. Like a synonym. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. When you think sexy, I mean, that's the first image that pops into your head, isn't it? Bernie Sanders? It's up there. <laughs> <laughs> Except uh, not... <laughs> At all. Not even close. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Did you see this veteran that, that found out his watch was worth a couple of bucks? Oh, I love this. I think he paid three hundred dollars for it initially, right? Yeah, nineteen seventy one, three hundred something bucks. Uh, watch this, what it might be worth now. And this particular model, being marked oyster, is extremely, extremely rare. A watch like this at auction is worth about four hundred thousand dollars. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> He ends up you on okay? the floor. <laughs> Don't fall. I'm not done yet. He's not I done. I said watch like yours because uh-huh. of the condition of it. Basically, it's a new old stock watch. No wear on it. The original foil sticker on the back of it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we have all this complete <clears throat> documentation here also. Maybe one of the very few in the whole world that still was never worn. Your watch at auction today, right. five hundred to seven hundred thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. No, I'm very serious. <laughs> oh, it's an absolute <laughs> fabulous find. 
It's one of the rarest Paul Newman models. Wow. And in this wow. condition, I don't think there's a better one in the world. Can't thank you enough for bringing me <clears throat> one of the greatest watches to ever see on Antiques Roadshow. How great is that? And thank you very much for your service. Oh. That's really cool. So cool, yeah. Uh, he bought wow. that in Thailand in 1971 with, like you said, 300 and something bucks. And, uh, and he looked at it and he Jeez. said, you know, that's too nice to go diving with. And he put it in a safe deposit box with all of the boxing and, and direction, you know what I mean? All the, all mm -hmm. the paperwork and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, and so it's here we are, 40 years later. Fortune today. Yeah. Up to 700, even if you got, you know, 50, yeah. even if you got 400,000 for it. I mean, that is, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And that guy had mentioned that Paul Newman, the reason it became popular, he wore it in a movie, but the version he wore was, I don't want to say the cheap version, but <laughs> was like he was saying, you know, screw down or whatever instead of the, mm -hmm. anyway. Um, it wasn't as cool. Not as, as cool one. as all, at all. And wow. uh, just, Jeez, I, I feel so amazing. good for that guy. Um, yeah. That's really cool. Cause. Mine always goes the other way. I mean, my whole life, we were told that this painting in my in my mom and dad's house was no. worth a fortune. This is I. They just happened to stumble upon it in Mexico, and it was some famous famous painter. Oh no! And they they didn't know what they had in Mexico or something. I don't know. And they brought it back and hung it up here, and it was in our living room for I don't know. 30 years, 40 years. Literally only because you mm. wanted to keep your eye on that investment yes. and make sure, you know, we're going to keep this we're right. front and center where I can see this, keep an eye on it. We're not yeah. putting it in storage. And so... Um, Did you like the painting, though? Aside from all the fine. backstory. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, okay. It's, it was it was a fine painting, I guess. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was told, oh, that could be ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 worth. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <clears> so when my mom died, uh, my... I think my brother took it in to be appraised, or my sister. And it was worth 40 bucks. <laughs> and that's if we're, they We're still the trying to find a, a way to spend all that money that we got from that. Uh, it was And that was man. probably the frame. The cost of the frame. <laughs> yeah. The frame's 35. The painting's worth five. That's horrible. So did you hang the painting back up? And, yeah, we just hung so it back now, up. So now when you walk by it in the living room or whatever, are you just like... <laughs> Stupid uh, painting! I kept you for three decades. I don't know who wound up with it because we we've since sold the house, and uh, so I don't I don't know what happened to the painting, but I don't have it. Um, did you check the back of it to make sure <clears throat> there was did. Like a, yeah, I was hoping a yeah. constitution copy of that That's somewhere in the back of the frame? No such luck. Oh, I want to be that guy. I, I, I do hear too. stories all the time. Hey, I was at a yard sale and I bought, you know, a couple of pairs of socks in mm. this dumb Mexican era painting mm -hmm. that the Gray family had for sale in the garage. <laughs> and then when I took it home. I uh, I slid open the back, and there was an originally signed uh, copy of the U.S. Constitution. I mean, how great would that be? Oh, boy. How great? would? Because that would be priceless. But, but see, as... And it happens to people. You hear about... Well, they had, he had it in his attic in Vermont. Right. Uh, for 75 years, he got it from his great-great-grandfather, mm -hmm. and then they just stored it in the attic. Yeah, Caesar Rodney uh, from Delaware uh, uh -huh. ended up uh, hiding out in Vermont from the... Uh, anyway, so uh, this would be awesome, but here's the thing. You, me, this audience, we love history so much. Would you sell mm -hmm. it, or would you keep that? Because that's a tough one, man. It is. I'd that's, sell it. 
<laughs> Took me a second, though. I'd sell it. Wow, that was a lot of deliberation there. I mean, did you want to talk talk it over with Jackie? Maybe just nope. cut, no. I'd sell it. Sell it? No, yeah. Really? I'd sell it? Yeah. Huh. Uh huh. Well, I for the millions that you'd get in exchange for it. Yeah. yeah how much is it? Yeah. I mean, I I think it would be very cool, but uh, the money changes your life. It just ends any problem you have. Financially, you're just you're done. Yeah, but it's an That'd original constitution. Wow. Oh, hello. Um, so there's a there's 14 known copies. Oh, really? Of the well, this when this Google search said Bill of Rights. Okay. Well, okay. Anyway, commissioned by George Washington. Uh, they're worth. Got a guess? Five million. Thirty million. Thirty million. If you have one of the 14 copies wow. of the Bill of Rights. What? Thirty million? Come on, you're selling that. You're selling it. Can I wait until I can't make my mortgage payment? Can I just admire sure, it until then? Sure, if you then? want. Yeah, if you no, want. No, I'd be so afraid that like a, the house yeah, would burn be, down or mm-hmm. something. You'd be like, ah. You sell it to the Smithsonian for $30 million. I'm selling it to somebody. Yeah, somebody I trust. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the Smithsonian, but uh, I'll figure Some, it out. Yeah, somebody trustworthy and somebody that's going to do the right thing with it. 888 mm-hmm. uh, Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. What would you do? What would you do with it? Uh, cause I, if you say you're going to keep that thing, uh, I don't think you're telling the truth Yeah, <laughs> for $30 million. No, you're right. I'm definitely Come on, I'm taking that. that cash Yeah, and I'm not donating it to the federal government out of the goodness of my heart. Either. Oh, no way. Oh, no, right. No. What has the federal government ever done for me <laughs> out of the goodness of their heart? Nothing. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got Stu coming up next. Uh, he'll tell us. About his new show, which is on the way, I think, You better be bringing Monday? free pens, huh? His new show starts Tuesday. Tuesday. But first yeah. things first, bring me a free pen, Stu. Pat Gray Unleashed. Joined uh, by Stu from Stu Does America. From the Glenn Beck program. Stu Does America debuts... Like, in its entirety, Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Is that the fourth? Day after the caucus. Okay. Day of the State of the Union. Yeah. The day you finally get back from the Super Bowl? (laughs) No, no, we timed it. I don't think that has anything to do with it, right? No, 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 no. We timed it for the big news events of that day. Is that what it was? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Hmm. Because it seems like you're gone every Thursday through Monday uh, of the Super Bowl weekend. Is that the way it's turned out? I mean, I have not followed it. You know, I... As you really? know, I, yeah, I haven't really noticed. I'm yeah. not a big sports fan, <laughs> oh. uh, per right. se, so right. I, I don't notice these things. But uh, it does happen, I guess, coincide to two uh-huh. days after the Super Bowl, which is a weird coincidence. Uh, yeah, that is weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, uh, do you care who wins this game? I do actually. I'm a, I'm rooting really hard for the Chiefs. Are you? Uh, I do not think. I mean, they're currently the favorite. I, I kind of think they should probably be the underdog. Oh yeah, um, sure should. You know, I mean, the uh, Niners look unbeatable right now. Yeah, and they and they played the whole season that way, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they they lost three games, all of them on the last play of the game, and they destroyed uh, Green they, Bay twice. They, uh, they, they they beat Green Bay twice. They did lose to the Atlanta Falcons. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, which is uh, yeah. something Keith would like to point out uh, on the uh, by one inch, one, literally, one literally one, one inch. Yeah. Uh, they, and they lost <laughs> two sec- last second field goals. Um, so. This is a team that could have easily been 18-0 and 0 right now, playing for the historic season. They're that close to it. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, and they blew out both teams in the playoffs. Yeah. They've show, they have no obvious weakness. 
at yep. all. I mean, they have a great running game, great defense. Special teams are very good. Garoppolo solid. Like they are I, the the fact that uh, Kansas City is favored in this game shows you the Mahomes factor. I mean, people yes. love Mahomes. I love him. I, I love watching him play. I do too. Um, I, and I really want Andy Reid to get his Super Bowl. I, I want it to happen. Me too. Yeah. It would have been harder to root for him if the Eagles didn't get one because him going to another city and getting one would have been hard. But yeah. I really, I've yeah. always liked Reid. You know, he did a great job for the Eagles. He's a he's a Hall of Fame coach. He needs that Super Bowl to solidify it. So I hope it happens. Me too. Me too. Because it's hard to get there. I mean, look at it's been fifty years for the Chiefs. Yes, I'm noticing that as I'm looking at ticket prices. Uh, they're high. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw the average was about nine thousand dollars. Yeah, it gets driven up by like some of those boxes and stuff, you know. But, yeah. but they're higher than normal this year. It's the high. It's probably the highest year I can remember. Two, I think it was 2015 was the year that they just skyrocketed in the last like three days. And mm-hmm. you know it went to even higher, you know, even much higher levels. Luckily, I had already had my tickets that year, uh, so I didn't have to worry about it. But a lot of people just got shut out of the game because it was crazy. But do you have th- your tickets yet? I do not. Uh, I, I do. <laughs> oh no! Now, but that's not unusual for you, right? It's you, not unusual. It's we're getting to the point. Like I feel like usually Tuesday of the week of the Super Bowl is the week I, I like to see if I can make sure I have them. Mm-hmm. Here we are on Thursday now. I've purchased them before and had to literally run to the stadium from two miles away to make the get, to get to my seats during the national anthem. That's happened before. Wow. So that was in uh, Tampa a long time ago, and that wow. was a disaster. So it can definitely get to the point where mm-hmm. you're just throwing your hands up and in your last minute. I hope to have them today, um, but I it's a very weird trip. I've got an Airbnb. The guy I'm dealing with with the Airbnb. English is definitely not his first or second language. <laughs> Probably maybe his sixth or seventh is my estimate. Uh, I don't really understand what's happening. Am I in Miami? Am I in Orlando? Am I in Alabama? I don't know. Uh, am I going to be able to get into this place today? No clue, really. So that's kind of in, we're in that world. Maybe more than a two-mile run to the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're basically at the point where I don't know where I'm staying or where I'm, how I'm going to the game. But other than that, this trip is pretty, oh. pretty well set. <laughs> okay, but you do have an airline ticket i do have an airline okay. ticket that's Good. right that's right uh Good. they're trying to tell me to you know if you could take four hundred dollars and switch your flight and flight vouchers like you could tell like they've overbooked this flight it's oh. gonna be a disaster oh, like, no. let's see how they know. can get away with that how do they get away that. with that I I, if that. i buy a ticket i should i should be guaranteed a seat yeah. on that plane because i paid for my ticket i want to go and i want to go at this time yeah i don't yeah. want to be bumped off yeah and get $250 in vouchers. I, I don't want that. I know. And I think a lot of it, too, is the business traveler element. I'm sure business travelers out there listening to this right now are on the other side of that because Maybe. I, know, I know these guys that travel all the time. They get this elite level, you know, the highest level or for whatever airline it is. And they can just, like, I have friends who have um, the highest level on JetBlue. And JetBlue, you know, it's not like the, you know, it's like just discount airline, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's they a, don't have first class. Well, they, but they have, um, I can't think of the name of it. It's, a, it's they have some level of, you know, where you get to a certain amount of flights and you're like a special customer. So they can book what and cancel. Uh, they can book and cancel flights whenever they want. Uh-huh. So they don't pay any fees. So what okay. what my friends do is they uh, when they're leaving an, an area, they'll book the 8 a.m. flight, the 11 a.m. flight, the 3 p.m. flight, and the 5 p.m. flight on the same day. Leaving the same city. Now, why do they allow this? I have no idea. Mm. But they'll book all four of them, and then which, as they get close to the first one, if they're not going to make it, they just cancel it. Jeez. And then they get, as they get close to the second one, they cancel it. And they get to the third one, they're like, okay, I can make that one. And then they cancel the fourth one. And it's like, well, no wonder you're overbooking flights right. with stuff like that, because every once in a while, all the people are going to make the 11 o'clock flight, and then you're screwed. Sorry. Mm. I don't like that. I know, it, it doesn't, don't like seem that. doesn't seem fair. 
But again, they are in this world dealing with this stuff all the time. I guess it works out for them yeah. in the long run, but I mean, it, it pisses everybody off. Yeah, I stick with uh, Southwest. I mean, I just, <clears throat> yeah. I just do it because, you know, if you cancel a flight, then you have a year to use, you know, the credit mm-hmm. uh, to purchase another ticket. And they don't hit you with fees. You don't hit you with fees or anything like that. And I love them. And, uh, you know, you just got to. And people are like, well, I want to know where my seat is. You know, well, okay, why don't you just check in 24 hours ahead of time and then you make sure that you're in the first group that boards and then you get Mm. to pick whatever seat you want. Anyhow, uh, I love Southwest because you can, you can, this feels like an advertisement, not a sponsor. Southwest, but uh, the luggage thing, you know, you can check bags, two bags, and they That's don't charge you anything. Days, yeah. I love them. I need so, to get my name on the side of a plane like Trump, and then you just go whenever then, you want. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. That would that would be nice. <laughs> there are some people who have that ability to just go whenever they want. Michael Bloomberg. Uh, Michael Bloomberg. is a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Glenn he can Beck. go. Glenn <laughs> He doesn't have his name on the side of the plane, though. No, he doesn't. That's what you need to do. No, you need doesn't. to have it in big, uh, like, the most ostentatious uh, lettering possible. Yeah. Then people will respect you. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> so who wins? Uh, who wins Iowa? Do you think it looks like Bernie Sanders now? Right? I it think, looks like he's got it wrapped up. I I mean I wouldn't say he has it wrapped up. I mean he he's going to perform well in the caucus though. Like if this was Biden with the sort of lead that he has, I'd be more nervous about it. With with you know look he's leading in um, in Iowa. He, the caucus situation it favors Bernie Sanders. People are going to go in there and they're going to pressure him. They're, the Warren people will probably fall away and go to Sanders. So I mean I think he's the heavy favorite there. Remember he beat Hillary by twenty two points in New Hampshire last time. So he's the heavy oh. favorite already there, especially if he wins Iowa. Yeah, Nevada, he's very competitive. Uh, Warren is strong there, but because uh, it's a big union area. But you know, Sanders is, does really well with the unions as well. That's the third state. So you go out there. Let's say Sanders wins, uh, you know, New Hampshire and Iowa. He's going to be the heavy favorite again to win Nevada. To me, that leaves you with two firewalls left: South Carolina for Joe Biden where he will get one test in this area he's supposed to be strong. If he doesn't blow him out there, then people are saying he's not the guy. His campaign is over if he doesn't win South Carolina, um, which is crazy. Yeah, and is. that leaves you it's with amazing. one wild card uh, firewall, I think, which is Michael Bloomberg. Crazily, <laughs> if Sanders is able to, let's say, sweep these four states, which is not incomprehensible. If he wins the first three, he may have the momentum. And the and the Democratic Party, a good chunk of them, do not want Bernie Sanders. Because he, he's not, right. only is he not, he's a socialist and he'd be well, He's not even a Democrat. Right. He's not even a Democrat. Uh, and the, you know, the establishment mm-hmm. doesn't even like him. So there'd be that point of like, okay... We have no viable candidate to go against this guy, even though Bloomberg is not mm-hmm. our guy either. At least he can fund the thing and blow uh, blow him out with ads. He's been running un, un, uh, unobstructed in all these Super Tuesday states this whole time. If he can go in there and win half of those states on Super Tuesday, you have an argument that he can go forward. He's the only guy that can compete money-wise with Sanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he can compete money-wise with Trump, too. So there is a, I mean, and obviously he has more money than everybody but eight people on earth so he can kind of do whatever he wants uh and you don't have to fundraise with bloomberg he's a terrible candidate too but they may see that as their last resort their their hail mary he's terrible but he's rising in the polls you know he's got a lot of money to spend he's already spent 250 million dollars i mean if he goes if he wins this primary he may spend a billion and a half on this but, and yeah, by oh, the yeah. way, still be left with $51 billion, which is a nice place to be. <laughs> yeah, that is a nice place. <laughs> I want to point out something here. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, have you uh, attempted to access a website uh, that you're familiar with? Uh, mm-hmm. NancyPelosiSucksPin.com? Yes. Have you tried to access it inside our building? Because no. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a blocked as a threat. <laughs> a threat in uh, our own? A security threat. Oh, uh, boy. Nancy That's... Pelosi sucks pen. 
<laughs> Look, I think it could just be. How many be of you sold of those? <laughs> so I mean, been a ton. What I say right? now is, I'm no longer a broadcaster. I'm now a pen salesman. <laughs> that is my new role. I'm proud. Did you of bring it. me? I'm I want a sample. It. Did you bring me like a free uh, pen or something? Yes, I have a pen right here for you. Uh, this is. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be a that's Nancy not, Pelosi that's socks pen. That's, that's like been, a knockoff. That's not, that's a bank, man. It's what been chewed on. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, no, that's not. We actually are. They're still coming in, and and now we've had to up the order so many times because these things have totally taken off. It's hilarious. And look, I, one thing I've learned from about this audience uh, over the past uh, week or so is they really believe that Nancy Pelosi sucks. <laughs> uh, so we have these commemorative <laughs> impeachment pens uh, to show because mm-hmm. it has her signature, her real signature, her real way she writes it on the side of the pen, gold, just like the real pen, uh-huh. black and gold. And then there's the word sucks after it. I, I mean, you could see it here if you're uh, <laughs> watching Blaze TV. That, it's just it's so subtle. You can't tell the difference from the original, really, unless you're an expert collector. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but you will have that, and you can leave it with all your your progressive friends, all your socialist friends. And if you see there, a huge deal, Great. marked down from one thousand nine hundred forty dollars wow. uh, to her birth wow. year, nineteen dollars and forty cents. I mean, that is what a deal. <laughs> That's so cool. So that was originally almost two thousand dollars. Almost two thousand dollars. Deep discount. Deep discount. I'm pr- pretty proud so, of it. We, we wanted to get a good deal for the people because this is an incredible you. deal. You're going to be you, thrilled Steve. by That's this. awesome. Uh, yeah, so I, I appreciate it. And, and NancyPelosiSucksPen.com is the place to go. Uh, also, StuDoesAmerica.com for all the social stuff for the uh, show coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you're on podcast, go over and subscribe right now. I'd appreciate it. Or YouTube. All the episodes are free. Or BlazeTV.com. Thank you. Boom. Thank you. Good night. Drive safely. You too. Have fun. Uh, understand you got to get over to some other show. Do something, something else in the building? Sometime. I don't know. Is there another thing going There's on? Some, I don't know. I uh, don't even listen anymore. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks, Ducey. <laughs> Have a safe trip. All right. 888 Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, shall not be infringed. Uh, tweets. What would Bernie scent, Bernie's uh, scented perfume smell like? My guess is ointment and collectivism. Mm-hmm. Libertarian Ninja. I imagine that Bernie Bernie perfume smells like death and despair. (laughs) Very similar to the smell of socialism. Yeah. Duct-taped cranium. So would the surprise in the trans ice cream be that it had nuts in it? Uh, From Stinky, our family has an original Stradivarius violin like that, complete with machine-printed label. That's cool. I looked that up. Uh, That recently went at an auction for $3.5 million. So um, I'm friends with you now, Stinky. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Constitutional gunslinger. I sure hope my father's matchbook collection is worth $700,000. Cross your fingers. <laughs> those match, Some of those matchbox collections are worth a bunch. Really? I don't know about $700,000, but they're worth a lot. Wow. If they're in really good condition, you know, a lot of times they, they can't have been opened. Uh, you know. But, I mean, if you had to toys. have a cigarette and, and there's mm-hmm. one missing, that ruins it, huh? That just that ruins the whole pack. I think the matchbox we're talking about are the cars. Oh, the matchbox would cars. be my guess. Oh, oh, that okay, that makes. <laughs> I'm going. You to look like an idiot. <laughs> I'm going to bed now. Good night, y'all. <laughs> matchbox cars. Oh, yeah, crap. I might have. Yeah, I might have uh, unopened. I, wait, no. Unplayed with. No. Yeah. See. Dang it. There you go. <laughs> Matchbox cars. Uh, the, but what about, what yeah, about what, what lighting had, the cigarette? I'm like, you had a cigarette? lighting a cigarette with a car? What I'm do gonna, you. I'm going to take a nap now. And, <laughs> and it hit me. Catch you on the other side. He's actually, he actually thinks he, this is about Matchbox. He's not playing around over there. This isn't him just acting dumb. <laughs> this is him being dumb. Being stupid. Like, but stupid.
<laughs> Guilty. Wow. Because <laughs> I was thinking, my gra yeah, my grandmother has a um uh, uh an old actual match book match book that's what i was thinking i was thinking match book mm -hmm. uh chick-fil-a like really old school um chick-fil-a from i think probably around the early 70s so i'm mm -hmm. just wondering what that's worth you know yeah but i don't know anyhow i don't know but there's a lot of collections that can be worth ridiculous amounts of money doll collections if they're in good shape mm. you know match boxes Original copies of the Constitution, I guess, can be worth something. I mean, if you're into original if copies that's what you're of the Constitution. Yeah. Who wants signed, that? Signed by the founders. I mean, ah, well. I don't know why anybody would want that. Right. But. Oh, look, I got the signature of a racist white elitist. <laughs> Whatever. I got it. <laughs> uh, I, I wish I had something cool like that, you know? And I do too. The, the sad part be is nice. maybe I do, and I just, I'm oblivious. Mm. You know, there's a box in the garage that's got. Some sort of weird, you know, item in it that's worth something that I'm just completely clueless on. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of baseball cards. Um, if you have a uh, Honus Wagner, it's worth a million dollars. Don't have that. No. Honus, I, I think it's a Honus Wagner rookie card. I think that's the one, right? Uh, Isn't that his the no, big one? It, I don't know if it's his, is it his rookie. It's a one where, I think it because is. he didn't want to be in a tobacco. And so, right. and so it was, uh, right. it wasn't, it was in gum or something. I, uh -huh. I don't know. One of the first ones. Let me somewhere in the late '80s, early '90s, there was a line drawn where autographs became a big business. Mm -hmm. Because I went to a baseball card show, and I heard that uh, Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays were upstairs signing autographs, and I went up there. It cost like five bucks to get into the show, and I had baseballs and baseball cards and stuff. Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays were there. Yes, sir. And I went upstairs. Man, you must have been like three. And, uh, no, it was. Uh, late 80s, probably. Check it out. Was Check Mickey out. Mantle still alive yeah, in the late yeah, 80s? Yeah, So I went up there, and I talked with them, and there was nobody waiting. Remember, I didn't have to pay separate for these autographs that I now have, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, it was me. There was a couple other kids up there on this upper level. It was at the Cobb County Civic Center. So you look that up. Anyhow, um, hmm. and th these legends were up there. No one was around. I didn't have to pay extra for them. It was five bucks to maybe maybe five, ten bucks tops to get into the door for this baseball card show. That's ridiculous because you know what that would cost now. Because today, be exactly. Ridiculous. I mean, for much lesser stars than Mantle and Mays. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I, you couldn't, you couldn't, I don't think you could get them to do it now. I, I can't imagine it. Well, I doubt Mad Mickey. Well, yeah, they're dead. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I mean, if they were alive today, if mm -hmm. they were still, you know, this was twenty years after they'd retired or whatever, would Mickey Mantle and, and Willie Mays do a baseball signing now? I don't know. Right, and and they were so nice. They were so cordial. That's really cool. And I specifically remember, and I was oblivious to Mickey Mantle's seventy home runs uh, at that moment in time. And I just asked him, what's the most home runs you hit, you know, in a season? He said, oh, I hit 70, but Roger hit 71. You know, he's talking about Roger 60 Maris. and 61. I'm 60, but Roger hit 61. Yeah. yeah. And so um, it was just really cool. Um, just they were so humble, both of them. And, um, and I, I just hit 60. I'm only number two of all time. So Yeah, right. That was before the steroids uh, changed and made, made 70 the benchmark. 73. I 73. Think, right? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyhow... 
But boy, times have changed, and it is an They've industry. It is a big business, and it it costs a lot of money to try to get autographs these days. Mm-hmm. It used to be, used and there was no question. I mean, those guys. <clears throat> not only did they not do poor performance enhancing drugs, they were they were out doing. Uh, performance killing things the night before the game. <laughs> and That's then, true. So they, when you talk then they'd about... show up and and perform like they did. Right. That's so, how good they were. So when you compare like different eras, you should definitely factor in the nightlife the night before the game. Definitely. You know? <laughs> I mean, you, your Babe Ruth, your Mickey Mantle, all those guys were wild partiers. <laughs> Uh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I it's I and then you get then you get to to Barry Bonds, who has hit uh, what is it seven forty five seven forty three? What's the record now? Oh, because oh, he oh. eclipsed Hank Aaron at yeah. seven fourteen. So and then uh, and I can't remember how far he went. Like seven forty something. I'm tell you right now, total home run seven sixty two. Sixty two. Okay, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. And he's not in the Hall of Fame because everybody suspects he did steroids. It's never been proven. Uh, people suspect and people strongly believe he did steroids, but he's always denied it. So, and it, and and just as you start having that scandal fade, mm. yeah, comes this other Astros thing. Uh, I hate it. I hate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, unleashed on Twitter. Uh, let's see, Ilan Omar oh, no. responding to the Trump-Israel peace proposal. You know, she's got some good things to say about it. I mean, you can well imagine she believes it's theft. Uh, she ripped a peace deal that was proposed. Um, this is not a peace plan, she tweeted. It is theft. It is erasure. What a surprise that she would side with the the Palestinians. <laughs> I'm stunned. Staggering. Theft. They could have guaranteed justice and brought everyone into this peace deal, she said. Uh, instead, these two embattled heads of state, impeached and indicted, have just uh, have a just us peace deal. It's shameful and disingenuous. The peace deal proposed uh, would give the Palestinians their own state. It would include parts of East Jerusalem. By the way, it would double the territory they currently have in the West Bank. That's getting underreported. Uh, big time. <laughs> I, I've only seen it in one story. All, all you see are one headlines story. that this pro-Israel <clears throat> peace plan, Israel gets what they want, uh, Palestinians get shafted. Um, I, I had not heard that, that they're yeah. doubling their territory. Right. And they're their own country. Well, but the problem the problem with it is that the Israelis stay in the settlements. There's 700,000 people that are in settlements. You're not going to take all of them out of, their, out of their homes and bulldoze them now? You're not going to do that. So, of course, they're going to stay where they are. Uh, but it expands the property that the Palestinians currently have by double. And still, nope. Also, East Jerusalem was supposed to be under the control of the King of Jordan. I, I, good gosh, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? That's a major concession by the Israelis. East Jerusalem should not be messed with. Jerusalem should be Israel's, period. But they're willing uh, to turn over the part where the Palestinians already 
you know, they already live in there most mostly. It's it's the Palestinians in East Jerusalem, and so they say, okay, take East Jerusalem, and it can be under the control of the King of Jordan. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of the Palestinian territory is under Palestinian rule and control. I I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> how much? How, how much are they supposed to? I guess. You're, you're supposed to force the settlers out of their homes and just turn over everything to the Palestinians. But, the, you know, you can't, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. Yeah. You all misused it, so we're going to handle it from here. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not think, giving it back. I think they're fortunate. After they turned down their state in 1948, uh, you're fortunate to get one at all. You had your chance. <laughs> you're, okay. you're lucky we even come to the table with right. you. Right. And you've gone to war with these people over and over and over again. People forget how many times Israel was attacked by the enemies that surround them, including the Palestinians and their Arab cousins. They attacked over and over again. And they gave back land that they conquered in these wars over and over again. They conquered the entire Sinai Peninsula at one point, gave it back to Egypt. They conquered the Golan Heights. They took all, they took territory all the way to, Mas- to Damascus and gave it back to Syria. They had all of this territory, and they keep giving it back. They took the they took the Gaza Strip a long time ago and gave it back. And then they've been granted this awesome offer, and they're like, "Eh, I think we're going to do a day of rage as a response." How can you even crazy. negotiate with someone like that? Uh, you can't. And they they continue to say that they don't recognize the existence of Israel. Well, you can't have a plan that way. I'm sorry. I, I'm not coming to an agreement with the people that doesn't believe I should exist. Nope. Not doing it. I'm not doing it. Uh, and, and they were saying no to it before it was even released, before the details were even known. Uh, Mahmoud Abbas made the statement a thousand times no. Well, wait, shouldn't you at least hear what it is before you say no to it? What they should have done is switch the plan and made it something where they, they take control of all of Israel. No, a thousand <laughs> times. Yeah, said it a thousand <laughs> times no. We tried. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't even <laughs> they sign said that. no. <laughs> they said no. So, oh, well. Okay. <laughs> all right. Job. We will see you uh, tomorrow. It is, uh, wow, it's our final Moron Trivia of the season. Super Bowl. I mean, big game. Big game. Big game. It's a Super Bowl moron trivia tomorrow.